0: Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash reviveoutreachchurch. We hope that you enjoy this message and God bless.
1: Open up with me and your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12. And this is what God has laid strongly upon my heart this week. Romans chapter 12. We're going to start with verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. And do not be, uh, over, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil
0: with good. You may be seated.
1: This is the passage that God laid upon my heart this week. And uh, I'm asking him for guidance and direction as we go through it together because I believe that it is a timely message. It is a timely word. Our world continues, we'll just talk about our country, continues to divide itself along political and ideological lines. And that, is, that, that, that divide is growing ever wider and what it's causing is actual hate and veritable from individuals with, against people who do not agree with them. Mm-hmm. The toleration—the word toleration is preached, but it's not lived out. Mm-hmm. The world screams for toleration and for us to be tolerant, but they are intolerant. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this veritable and even this anger, and I hate to even say it, but it is true, Hate has crept inside the church. We've allowed the division. And we've allowed the differences in ideology and political differences to cultivate resentment and bitterness and hate within the church of God, within the body of Christ. And that should not be. We should never hate a brother and sister in Christ. And we should never hate our enemy. The Bible says, I believe in the book of John, that they'll know that we belong to Christ by our love for one another. As children of God, we must love one another, regardless of the color of our skin, and regardless of our social status, and regardless of our economic status, and regardless of our past, right? And regardless of the mistakes that we make, and regardless of the the, the things that we do, we must love one another, not judge one another, but love one another. By this they shall know that we belong to Christ.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: And here in the book of Romans is a word for the world today and to Christians specifically today. Listen, we cannot expect those who are of the world to love unconditionally. We cannot expect those of the world to behave like we expect them to behave. We cannot expect those of the world to live the way that Jesus commanded. But my goodness, inside the body of Christ, there is an expectation of love and mercy and grace that is to be shown shown to brothers and sisters in Christ, but also to the world, to our enemies. Yes, amen. Yes,
0: help us, Lord.
1: The expectation that I'm about to read and we're about to go through here in the book of Romans should live, be lived out by every single person who calls upon Christ as Lord and as Savior. No excuses. Your circumstances, your personal experience does not disqualify you. Does not work as an excuse, I should say, to not listen or observe these expectations and live them out accordingly. Because as we go through these, some people are going to get mad. Just reading it this week, I was like, God, I'm justified in that response. You don't know how that person talks to me. Right? You don't know how that makes me feel on the inside. Of course, he does know, but you know how we get with God. Mm -hmm. And we justify our bad behavior and our disobedience to his word based on what we're experiencing or have experienced. And God says there is absolutely no excuse for ignoring his word. Amen. That's right. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless it, do not curse. Wow, what a way to start. Mm-hmm. We as Christians, and that's Paul's audience, we who call upon Christ as Lord and Savior have a responsibility to heap blessing upon those who would curse us and persecute us. Now that is the opposite of human nature. When someone wrongs us, when they speak wrongly of us, or they commit against us actions that are hurtful and that hurt us, our first human reaction is not to bless them, love them, and pray for them. Our first human reaction is to give it back to them. Why? Because they deserve retribution, which we're going to talk more about in the morning in a moment, of what God has to say about vengeance as it relates to believers. But we are commanded to bless those who persecute us and curse us. That means pray for them. That means love on them. That means show them mercy. That means show them grace. you know we got lack of lack of lack of lack of lack of grace in our world today. Inside the church, we don't have, we'll have grace for one another, and that grace certainly doesn't extend into the world. You're seeing it all over the world right now. All the way from the top of our leadership down to local leadership, there's a lack of grace. Right. Amen. We're going back into people's past 10, 15 years pulling out stuff that they did, holding it against them for political and ideological reasons. No grace. Right. No grace. No grace. No grace. If you find yourself not showing grace, remember who showed you grace. Every time you read that headline on the news, it talks about something bad somebody did. Remember, you've probably done it.
0: <laughs>
1: if you ain't done it, you thought it. Amen. Right? Yep, right? Show grace. Does that mean there are not consequences? Absolutely not. There are consequences. But as a child of God, my responsibility is to show grace and forgive, even if they never ask for forgiveness. That's right. Amen. As a child of God, I have a responsibility to forgive, even if they never recognize they did anything wrong. I have a responsibility to show grace and forgiveness. Amen. We need to have a resurgence of grace in the church so that we show grace not only to fellow believers, but grace to our enemies. Ooh, that's hard to do, isn't it? No one wants to show grace to their enemies because their enemies are enemies for a reason. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The world is at war with God, and because the world is at war with God, the world is at war with those who belong to God. Jesus said they hated me, so guess what, brothers and sisters, they're going to hate you too. Amen. Amen. Right? And they persecuted him, they're going to persecute us. But the response that we are to have is to be the response that Jesus had, which is to show love and grace and mercy even to those who put him upon the cross. Yeah, that's right. No matter what you go through, typically you'll not suffer anything like Jesus suffered. For one thing, Jesus was completely innocent and did not deserve what he experienced.
0: Right. right.
1: We must show grace to one another. Don't relish in their mistakes, but love them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Even when things are going bad for you, you should be happy when something good happens to your friend or your brother and sister in Christ. Even if someone gets a promotion that you didn't get, you need to rejoice with them. That's tough. I didn't say it, though. Don't get mad at me. Paul wrote it, and we believe that it came inspired from God. It's in God's word, so therefore it came from God. Uh, I don't like to rejoice when I get passed over and somebody else gets my promotion. But we are commanded to rejoice with those who rejoice. Not to be jealous, not to covet, not to be angry, not to be bitter, not to become resentful, but to rejoice with them. That means when they get their, have their party for their promotion, you go. Ooh. You don't just go. You ask, how can I help you plan? Wow. That's rejoicing. Actually celebrating somebody else's victory. Oh, my goodness. And the church, how have we fallen that we want to celebrate our victories and be celebrated, but we don't want to celebrate somebody else's victory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, instead of celebrating, we get jealous. Instead of celebrating, that somebody's been set free, Instead of celebrating that God answered a prayer for somebody, we get jealous. Well, God, why haven't you done that for me? Why haven't you done X, Y, and Z for me? We need to celebrate brothers and sisters in Christ, not become jealous. We need to rejoice. And when they get hurt, we need to weep with them. We don't rejoice when they get hurt. We weep when they weep. Even if that person's wronged you, God says you cry when they cry. You hurt when they hurt. Even if they said something mean to you, you weep when they weep. Even if they did something that made you mad, you cry when they cry and rejoice when they rejoice. Why? Because we don't belong to the world. We're opposite of the world. We do what's opposite of the world. The world doesn't rejoice with, over those who get benefits that get, pass us over. And they don't weep when they got an enemy that's weeping. Uh, they rejoice. They do the opposite of what God says. But you and I are the opposite of the world. We're to do what God says. And what God says rejoices when they rejoice. And weep when they weep. Especially for brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: Hurt when they hurt. And be happy when they're happy. Regardless of your personal circumstances. Mm -hmm. Do not be blinded by your circumstances. I must strive to not be blinded by my circumstances. That I do not rejoice when my brother and sister rejoices. And I do not weep when my brother and sister weeps. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. This says don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think that you're so much better than everybody else. Don't think that you're super Christian and somebody else is not. Amen. Don't think that you got it all together, but brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so who's still struggling with an addiction or a problem, that they're somehow lesser in God's sight. Absolutely not. Salvation is the great equalizer. It means regardless of your past, regardless of your struggles, regardless of your race, regardless of your economic status, your social status, your education, regardless of all those things, it's the great equalizer because God... Equalizes us all before Him because for Him all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Before God we all have sinned, and so therefore we can never or should never think more highly of ourselves, meaning that even we should not consider ourselves more highly than our enemy.
0: Amen.
1: We're not to exalt ourselves up as masters over those who are in the world. We're not to be prideful and arrogant. Jesus himself did not come to be served, but to serve. Not just serve the sinners or saints, but also serve the sinners. Amen. Amen. That's right. He served Judas, though Judas was going to betray him. Yes. We must serve our enemies and love them, even when they betray us and hurt us and do us wrong. That means the same people who are persecuting you with their words because you believe in Christ and you believe in the definition, the biblical definition of marriage, or you believe that sex outside of marriage is wrong, or you believe that abortion is wrong, as much as it hurts, you still have to love them, mm-hmm. pray for them,
0: yeah. and not
1: think yourself better than them. Right. Because promise destruction, okay. and a Holy
0: Spirit Amen. before
1: the fall. And there's no room for pride in the body of Christ.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. What separates us from them is God's love, grace, and mercy that we yeah. have experienced. Yes. Yes. And yes. we must remember that we didn't earn it or deserve it. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen.
1: I did nothing deserve God's grace and mercy. But what is that phrase? But for the grace of God, so go I. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. So we're
1: not to be prideful over the world. We're not to allow the fact that we're saved to cause us to think, look down upon those who are not saved. Amen. But we should be praying, God. Let us see them the way that you see them. Amen. Amen. Boy, it's hard.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Boy, it's hard. But I didn't say it. God said it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what God's saying. Mm-hmm. Verse seventeen. Ooh, repay. No one evil for evil. You know what that means? That you don't burn down buildings and destroy people's lives because some injustice happened. That's right. It also means that you don't hate people because of their race.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Regardless of how a race has treated you, regardless of your experience, regardless of any of those things, you don't hate people because of the color of their skin. We have a responsibility as the body of Christ to not repay evil with evil. It's one thing to let our voices be heard. It's another thing to commit evil.
0: Yes, right. Right? Right. And that goes
1: across the board. Across the board. No, we should never repay evil with evil. When a Christian boasts about repaying evil with evil, then they are not obeying God's word. Amen. That's right. Right? Right. It is not wrong to seek justice. God is a God of justice. Mm -hmm. It is not our responsibility to repay evil, to have vengeance. Right. And we live in a society right now, from the top down, that is calling for vengeance. Amen. Yep. From the president, all the way down, is calling for vengeance on people.
0: That's
1: right. Very true, brother. Right? And we've just got a cycle. Because there was a time when vengeance was being declared on people and they hadn't done anything wrong.
0: Right.
1: They were being hurt and abused and beaten and enslaved. They didn't even, they didn't ever deserve that. And they deserve justice. Amen. But we can't repay evil with evil. Amen. We repay evil with good. Yes. Meaning we show love and mercy and grace and we be the example. If we're going to protest, we're the one that protests showing love and grace, not showing up with rocks.
0: That's right.
1: Right? We show up with the Bible.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: And we preach God's word. Yes. And we hold true to God's word. Yes, we do. There's nothing wrong with showing, giving your opinion. There's nothing wrong with supporting a movement. Just don't let that movement overshadow your relationship with Christ. That's right. And that applies to all of us. Anyone that allowed MAGA to overshadow your relationship with Christ, you are in the wrong. That's if you right. thought Donald Trump was the savior of you, you are absolutely wrong. If yes. you think yes. Joe Biden's going to fix everything, you're wrong.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: God is the only way. Yes. Amen. Right? We, we, we've, we've got to show love and we've got to make sure that God is number one. Amen. above everything else. If the church would make God number one and love each other this way, racism would never be in the church.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: That's right. Someone said, I believe it was Jim Sambala who was quoting somebody else, but the most segregated hour is Sunday mornings. We segregate ourselves. You have black churches and white churches and Hispanic churches and Asian churches. We segregate ourselves by race many times. That has no place in the Bible. Amen. No place. If we would live according to God's word, racism would have no place. That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: You know who stirs up
1: racism? People who hate. Yeah. Amen. Right? We've gotten to the place, and I'm going on a tangent here for a second, but it is a problem in our world right now where we're teaching everyone to hate everybody.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen.
1: Hate the police. Hate those in authority over you. Hate white people. Hate black people. Right? Hate Asians. Hate Jews. Hate, 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 hate. Why? Because we're saying, well, you, this race, is responsible for all your pain and suffering, and this race says, well, you're responsible for all my pain and suffering, and you're too, you're too uh, accomplished, and we're not accomplished enough. That's what we do, and it causes hate. And listen. That is spreading from the top down, that hate. Yes, right. Division and hate. But as Christians, we should resist that. Yes. If speeches from politicians and news media causes you to hate your brother and sister Christ or start to have feelings of resentment and anger and bitterness, turn it off. Amen. Right. Turn it off. Listen, I've had to stop reading the news. Because I get angry, mm-hmm. and it causes resentment and bitterness. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. I'm sure you've got the same problem throughout history, throughout your mm-hmm. lifetime. If it's causing you to have resentment towards, towards anybody, turn it off. No. Because that's not godly. Right? That's not godly behavior. No. And we got to remember that the news wants clicks. Yep. And they pander to their audience for those clicks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They want views. Yes. And so they pander to their audience, whether it's the right or the left. Amen. So if it's making you angry, turn it off. Mm-hmm. If you can't watch it without feeling some sort of feelings of resentment and bitterness, turn it off. Amen. Think Amen. on things above and not on things below. Yes, That's where our mind is supposed to be. Amen. Mm-hmm. If it is possible, as much as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. As much as it is as, as possible, as it depends upon me and as it depends upon you, we're to live at peace. Mm-hmm. Now, some people make it hard to live at peace with them. Yes, right? yes Lord. Right? <laughs> but you do the best that you can following after God. Right? Mm-hmm. You live at peace with them. And that means, that may mean putting some separation between you and them. Well, that means, may mean cutting off some unhealthy relationships. Yeah. That, right? Some poisonous relationships. Yeah. Getting rid of some of those poisonous things in your life. Right? Right. If you don't have peace, you've got the opposite of peace. It's probably because you've got some influence in your life that's disrupting your peace. Amen. Right? And you need to cut that as much as As possible live at peace but when you get to That point where they're causing you more pain Than peace
0: cut it off Amen amen yes
1: You don't have to keep yourself in that relationship Find somewhere else Find someone else God will provide You don't have to Have a lack of peace God doesn't require us to live In constant fear and agony and Misery because we're trying to live at peace With others Right, we're to love, we're to rejoice. With they rejoice, we're to pray, bless them. But we don't have to make them our best friend. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Right. Live at peace,
1: be peaceable, but that doesn't mean everyone is going to be your friend. Amen. Love them, treat them well, encourage, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be their friend. Live at peace as much as it depends upon you. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. What he's saying here is, as brothers, you're not to take revenge. Mm -hmm. Leave place for God to execute his wrath. Mm -hmm. Now, let's... Tell you, when you pray, you pray for God's will to be done. You pray for others. But part of praying for someone isn't praying for God's wrath to destroy them. Right. Right. Okay. Right. When you're praying for someone, you aren't praying for God to burn them in hell. That's right. Right. That's not how our prayers should go. Right. We're praying that God will have mercy on them, that God will save them. Right. But you're not praying that they burn in hell. Right? Um, We got to be careful with that. You leave room for God to do what God does. You don't seek vengeance. Why? Because it says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Now listen. This is how I know you're not supposed to pray for God to destroy them. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. And if they're thirsty, give them a drink. For in doing so, you will heat coals of fire on his head. Right. Now, this coals of fire comes from an ancient tradition where when someone was really sorry for something, uh, in some pagan societies, they would take a censer full of hot coals and carry it on their head and representing their shame and their guilt. What is being said here is that when someone wrongs you, and you still treat them right, you're exposing their sin, and ultimately, they feel shame and guilt. That's what this right. is saying. Now, that shame and guilt may take time to change the way they treat you. Right. It isn't instantaneous. You can't treat someone good one day and then expect them to love you the rest of their lives. <laughs> someone who's been hating on you, you can't say, well, God, I gave that brother a drink. He's still giving me the stink eye. (laughs) Now you said give them a drink and it would heap some fiery coals on their head. The truth is, is that when you heap fiery coals on someone's head by doing for them, typically they get angrier before they get happier. Their shame and their guilt will manifest itself in them being worse at first Mm -hmm. until God gets a hold of them. And even if even they never change the way they treat you, you still feed them. You still give them a drink. Amen. That's what the Bible claims. Why? Because you do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
0: Right.
1: You cannot overcome evil with evil. Evil plus evil equals evil squared.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Okay, evil... Evil... And evil make more evil. Right? <laughs> you sow evil, someone else sows evil, you reap a harvest of evil. That's right. You just got double evil. Yep. Right? Yes. You double your evil. So you can't overcome evil with evil. You overcome evil with good. So if someone's planting a harvest of evil... You come in, you plant a harvest of good, your good will eventually overcome their evil. Right? Yeah. Right. You want to change the way somebody treats you? Be good to them, even when they're being bad to you.
0: That's right.
1: And then my grandpa is a perfect example. He was mistreated by his brother, and uh, he, for years, served his brother. Mom can tell the story better than I can, but... He, uh, he still did everything, was nice to my, my, uh, my great-uncle, treated him, my grandpa treated him with love and respect, was always friendly, as mean as my uncle was to him, and then finally, after years, my, my great-uncle got saved, but it took years, and it was because my grandpa constantly showed him love and grace and mercy, even though the other guy was sowing evil, hatred and bitterness and anger. It ain't instantaneous. But eventually, good will always overcome evil. Amen. Amen. But our first reaction is to show evil. When evil is done to us, we want to give <coughs> evil right back. Amen. And that is the opposite of what we're supposed to do. Yes. When someone mistreats you, you be good to them.
0: Amen.
1: And let God handle the consequences. Amen. Let God handle the results.
0: Yes. Let God
1: handle the judgment. Because God is righteous. The world's, listen, and this is important right now for everybody. The world's judgments may fail. But God's judgments will never fail. The world's justice may fail man, but God's justice will never fail. So therefore, allow God to do what God does. Right, it may hurt. You may ask questions. You may wonder why. It doesn't make all the pain go away immediately. But we're to believe that God is in sovereign control and that His justice will prevail always. Amen. Right, that's what we are taught to believe. Yes. Now I speak from. I, I can't. It's it's easy for me to say that because I haven't experienced extreme injustice. And I'll admit that, mm-hmm. right? I've had some annoyances in my life, but when it comes to real injustice, I've never experienced it, right? So I want to be honest with you I tell you that I can say, it's easy for me to say it because I've, I haven't experienced real injustice in, like some of you and some others that I know have experienced. But the Bible is clear that even if you have You still overcome evil with good. Hate never solves anything. We're to love one another. And if I see my brother and sister experience an injustice, I need to weep with them, love on them, pray with them. Mm -hmm. Pray for them and uphold them. Not judge them. Not tell them to get over it. Right? We need to love each other and support each other. Right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And Amen. if we do that, racism would be healed in our country. Amen. That's right. If the church would just follow these steps. Consider others more highly than themselves. Bless those that persecute you. Overcome evil with good. And let it start with me. Yeah. And let it start with you.
0: Yeah. Right? right.
1: Let's start. Let me see, search my heart. God, if there's any racism in me, if, 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 if subconsciously I'm, 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 I'm angry or resentful to another race, God, help me. Yes. Listen, there's a myth being preached that only certain people can be racist, but anybody can be racist. Anyone can hate anybody else for the color of their skin. Yeah. So i got to search myself. You've got to search yourselves and say, God, show it to me and help me confess it, and let's fix it. Amen. And together, we can make a difference.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: Together, we can preach God's love and grace and mercy and support each other and make, change our world. Amen. But let's not let those who control the media and those in authority cause us to hate one another. Amen. Amen. Because that's disgusting. True. Mm -hmm. We need to. The only media we should be that should be controlling our thoughts and our actions is between the Old Testament Genesis and Revelation. Amen. That's it. That's the media that should be controlling our thoughts and our actions and our attitudes towards others. If anything else is, we need to confess it, get rid of it. That's
0: right.
1: We need to ask for forgiveness. Doesn't mean it's not deep rooted, but God can heal all things. Don't we believe that? Yes. Yes. that? God can set all anybody free. God can heal anybody. God can do for anybody. Don't get caught up in the rhetoric and not get caught up in the mess and in the news, but be caught up in Jesus. Amen. 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 Let us stay.
0: bless you.